It is a blessing to be in the house of the Lord on this morning. God is indeed a good God, an awesome, loving Father. It's just good to have been touched by him this morning to be here. So many people have struggled on last week. The thing about it is that we never know what a person is going through. We never know what a person is feeling. We, we never know the thoughts of a person. Though they may be here, though they may smile, though they may hug or give you a handshake, we never know what that person is experiencing in their lives. And so it's just good to see you this morning because you did not have to come, but you thought it well to be here. And sometimes we get caught up in the minute things of life. We complain about the small things and we just forget it's just good to be alive. We complain about what somebody is wearing or the cologne they don't have on or the hairstyle they might have. It's just good to be in the house of the Lord. You know, sometimes we just need to say it's just good to see you. It's good to, to be seen. There's a lot of people who are dead and gone who would love to have your opportunity of life, but they'll never, ever be able to do so. So this morning, if no one have told you, I just want to tell you, it's good to see you on this morning. Be finding Luke, the 15th chapter. Luke chapter 15. There was a question, if you were here in between Bible study and the worship hour, there was a question that we placed on the screen. The question was, why are you here? And I want you to think about that question in every lesson that I would do up until the Easter Sunday that the world calls, there'll be a question presented to us that'll fit right into our lesson. And I want to talk for three Sundays straight on this particular subject and this particular theme. An Easter series, he left the 99 to rescue me. An Easter series, he left the 99 to rescue me. Now, the reason why I call it what it's called is because Easter, as it's known, is one of the biggest motivations in religion. And I thought it well, instead of knocking Easter, I think that we ought to Take the motivation that it brings. Take the momentum that you have during this time and allow it to cause us to do at least two things. Number one, reach out to our delinquent members who do not show up, whether it be online or in person. That simply means that if you have any kinfolks, any relatives, any friends who are members of this congregation 
who have lost connection with the Lord's people. That between now and between that third Sunday on this month, that we would reach out to them and encourage them to return to the fold of God. And even those who are online who are well enough to come out and to be with us, we want to reach out to them as well. And we want to encourage them that they come back and be with us in person. And then, you know, we got some folk that are online who are not in the city. They are not from Baton Rouge. Some of them are not even from Louisiana. And we want to encourage them that if they are ever in our city, that we would love to meet them in person. There are a number of people who are online right now. They don't live in Baton Rouge. They do not live in Louisiana. But they consider themselves to be attached to the Hollywood Street Church. And if they're ever in our city, we want to invite them to come and to be with us that we can look at their faces and they can look at ours and that we can fellowship with them as well. So this month, reach out to those individuals that you see, that you know, that you have a relationship with, who no longer come out, and we want to encourage them that we love them and we miss you and we hope to see you real, real soon. Amen? And so this morning, I want to just go to Luke chapter 15 and want to just introduce this lesson this morning and then we'll get into all the other stuff that you read in Luke 15, the coin that was lost, the sheep that was lost, and then the son that went astray. But I want to start with Luke 15 verses number 1, 2, and verse number 3. And there are some things in the Bible, especially in Luke chapter 15, since we are studying this particular text, there are some things that you and I need to understand, or should I say, there are some things we need to know when we study the Bible. If you do not know certain things in the Bible, you cannot get the, uh, the right interpretation of the Bible. If you do not know the religion, the language, the customs, uh, the culture of the day, then you and I will not properly understand what that Bible is saying. There is a gap. There is a 2,000-year gap between the Bible time and our time. And so what we have to do is bridge that gap. We have to fill in some things. We don't know Aramaic. We don't speak Latin. We don't speak Greek. We don't speak Hebrew. We don't have customs like the ancient days. We don't have uh, the culture of the ancient days. We don't have the same kinds of religion that they had back there. So in other words, in order for us to understand what God wants us to know now, we have to understand what was going on back yonder. And when we understand then, then we can correctly make the right application in our day today. So when you look at Luke 15, I want you to understand 
that what took place back then is not what you see today. The Bible says in Luke chapter 15 verse 1, then drew near unto him all the publicans and the what? And the sinners. And the Bible says for to hear him. Now give me that question again that we had on the screen. Why are you here? That's a question that only you can answer. I can't answer for you and you certainly can't answer for me. But I want you to watch the text in Luke 15 and we won't leave verse number 3. Luke 15 verse number 1, watch it again. The Bible says, then drew near unto who? The him there is Jesus. And so all the publicans and the sinners. Now there are two groups that are present here. One group is here in verse 1. And they are the publicans and the sinners. They are considered to be those that were looked down upon. The Bible says they came to do what? They came to hear. That word hear there does not mean audibly. It does not mean just to hear something. It means to hear and to comprehend. They came not only to hear Jesus sounds, but they came to understand what he was saying. Now you got to answer that question for yourself. Why did you come? There's always two groups that come in the midst of worship. Here are the group that is called publicans and sinners. Now you need to understand that this is not a popular group. Matter of fact, they look down upon this group. And in the group, you have two classes of people. One are called tax collectors, publicans. The other ones, they just call them what? Sinners. The tax collectors was in a group all by themselves. They were the worst kind of sinners. They were not respected by anybody. The Pharisees and scribes disliked the publicans. Now, they didn't like the wino, they didn't like the prostitute, they didn't like the one who were breaking the commandments, the sinners, but they hated even more the publicans. And the reason why they hated the publicans more, because the Roman had dominated the land of the day, and their Jews, who were tax collectors, who were workers as tax collectors, had two kinds of tax collectors. One was a Gabayah. The other one was a Mokis. One is a big-time tax collector who have others working for him. And if you're a small-time tax collector like Levi was or Matthew, he was sitting at the receipt of customs receiving payments from the, the, the things that they charge folk taxes of. They can tax you for your boat. They can tax you for the net. They can tax you for your land. They can tax you for this, that, and the other. Well, Levi did his own tax collecting. But the Bible says that all the publicans and sinners came to hear Jesus. Tax collectors were hated the most because they worked for the Roman government that was suppressing their people. They thought that if you were a Jew, like Matthew was, or Levi, as he was called in, working for the Romans, that he was a traitor. 
They couldn't even trust him in the court of law because he worked for the people who suppressed the Jews. So understand what's happening here. You have one group that is made of, of publicans and sinners, and the worst kind of sinners are those that are called publicans. Verse 2, watch this here. The Bible says, and the Pharisees and scribes, that's your second group. There are always two groups that show up. One that come to hear Jesus and one that come to complain about what he's saying. Y'all going to say amen when you can. The Bible says, and the Pharisees, scribes. Now, Pharisees were known as the associates. They did not mingle with the common people. They might as well live in an island by themselves. These people really was not about God. Now they were the religious folk of the day, but they were not concerned about God. They were more concerned about the laws they added to God's law. They were more concerned about people doing what they stated to be right than to allow what God said to affect change in the people's lives. The Pharisees and scribes wanted to look like they were something special. They wanted to have the appearance. They wanted to be pious, if you will. They wanted to go around in their fine garments looking like they were leaders of the people. But they bind on people laws and extra laws that people could not have. And when you did not do it, they looked down upon you. If you were not a Pharisee or a scribe, they really didn't have no association with you. There's something you need to know about the Pharisees and the scribes. They had this thing that they called table fellowship. Table fellowship is this, is they would sit down at a table and eat with the other Pharisees and scribes. They could not sit down with a common man. They could not sit down with a common man and mix the food that they ate. In other words, if you had a bell pepper and I had a corn, I couldn't do that because you could not mix food. And so in their day, in their time, in their ancient days, table fellowship was important. Now, if they ever caught you eating with somebody who was a common person, they looked down upon you, almost in blasphemy. Y'all can recall when Jesus goes into the house of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is a tax collector. He's a big-time tax collector, even though he was short in statue. He was not like Levi. But to make a long story short, and I'm giving you all of this because you need to understand before we get into the parable. You need to know that when Jesus went in and was invited by the tax collector, the Pharisees knocked Jesus. Why are you sitting down with a tax collector? And why are you reclining at the table 
of the worst kind of sinners. They looked down upon Jesus because Jesus was supposed to be a rabbi. And rabbis do not sit at the table of fellowship with just anybody. And then, uh, Jesus, you don't sit down around the table with a whole bunch of sinners. They look down upon the Lord. And the Bible says, and the Pharisees and the scribes murmured. It has the idea of humming bees. They were actually, literally going through the crowds, murmuring about Jesus and his association with tax collectors and sinners. I want you to pay close attention here. They went throughout the crowd. They were like humming bees. They were complaining that Jesus was receiving publicans and sinners. Now they are the epitome of religion. But they murmured that Jesus was associating with sinners. Shouldn't they have been reaching out to the sinners? But they murmured. There are two groups, y'all, who are sitting down in here right now. Who came to hear this morning. To came to comprehend this morning. But there are some people in here who are saying, why they got them t-shirts on. Why he walked up in here 10 minutes late. They are missing the general point. <laughs> there are two people, y'all. Two groups. One came to really connect to God's word this morning. And say, what is the word of the Lord for my life? So that I can change and I can become more like Jesus. But there are other people who are blind to the fact that Jesus came to save sinners like me and like you. They came only to murmur, to complain. And when that happens, confusion takes place. They go around murmuring. But when you came locked in, focusing on God's word, you pay no mind to the humming bees in the Lord's church. I want you to know something. Jesus came to save sinners. And you and I should be interested in souls and helping people see the light and to come to Jesus Christ. The Bible says that I go on and the Pharisees and the scribes, they murmured. Preachers, look at them. Elders, look at them. Deacons, look at them. They're murmuring. What are you murmuring for? Shouldn't you listen to the master as well? 
but they were on another level. The Bible says, they said, this man. Are you seeing it? They said, this man. They didn't even give him the right to be called a rabbi. They said, this man receiveth sinners. And watch this, table fellowship. And eat it with them. Ooh. Watch verse 3. And the Bible says, and he, I'm glad Jesus listens to everybody. He don't just listen to the good folk, he listens to the evil folk too. Because evil folk need to be reached too. Because evil folk need to be checked. Jesus would not allow you to go unchecked. And he wants you to know that he is the one checking you. And so if you get checked this morning, consider it a blessing from the Lord. Because when you can get checked, hopefully you get a checkup from the neck up. That it can save your internal soul. Watch this. And he spake this what? This parable. This parable. He spake this parable unto them saying. No, go no verse 4. We finish right there. We finish. That's it for this morning. I mean, I got a little bit more, but that's it. Verse reading. <laughs> and he spake this parable. Now, why are you speaking this parable, Jesus? Because of the scribes and the Pharisees. They're murmuring. And they're saying, this man receiveth sinners. And they're saying, he eats with them. This man. So Jesus says, okay, now let me. Let me speak. But y'all, you need to understand something. What's being murmured was never told to Jesus. The question is, how does he know? Jesus is over here and the Pharisees and scribes are going down the line. They're talking. This man. Why are y'all here? This man. He received sinners and he received and eats with them. Hey, hey, this man. He received sinners and he eats with them. Hey, 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 listen. This man. And they're like hummingbirds in the, in the crowd. And Jesus perceives what they're saying. And then the Bible says, then he speaks this parable. Now I want you to know something. It's not three parables. I know you say the parable one, sheep a coin, parable two, parable three, the lost son. It's not three parables. It's one. And he spake this parable. He gives you one parable with three different views. In our day, we take a concept, Sister Brock, and following the concept, Sister Putman, we illustrate that concept. In the Bible times, it was opposite. They illustrated, then came the concept. In other words, they gave the parable, which was the illustration. Then they gave a conceptual 
interpretation. The illustration always had meaning. Where he was talking about a road that you walked on that should be and salt trotted by the foot of men. He always gave the illustration first, but every illustration he gave was real. Every illustration was true. Every illustration had a meaning. We call parables earthly stories with heavenly meaning, right? So it's real, it's legit. It always have meaning. So what Jesus was saying to them back yonder, they could understand much better than you and I because they understood what? The culture and the custom and the language and the religion of what? Of that day. So in other words, there are certain things I need to tell you that you can fully understand what's going on up there. Oh, they didn't like, they didn't like the Pharisees, the, the publicans. And y'all could imagine when Jesus was sitting down with them, eating, what that did to the Pharisees and the scribes. Look at him, call himself a rabbi, sitting down. And then he has the nerve to eat with them. You didn't eat with common people. You didn't eat with the sinners, and I know you sure enough didn't eat with the publicans who, who, who made us look bad. They, they are our own people working for the folk. Now, you got to watch this now because what the Pharisees and scribes are doing is what is taking place with the lost coin, the lost sheep. And the lost son. I want you to see this. Everything, y'all, the stage is set in verse 1, 2, and 3. Jesus gives you the parable in three windows. He's trying to help the people and the Pharisees, but the Pharisees can't be fully helped. Because they are so caught up on themselves, they can't even see the God that is before them. And so Jesus gives a parable. And you're going to see in the parable that is given in three different views, he gives currency, the coin. He talks about a coin, and I like what Jesus is going to do. He's not just going to deal with the masculine. He's going to turn to the feminine. He's going to use a woman. <laughs> a woman who, who had a coin, she lost. Women in that day were low. They, they, they didn't have much of a position. But Jesus is unorthodox. He's not traditional. He doesn't do what the Pharisees do. He's different. And so you have the attitude. Watch this now. The attitude that the Pharisees, everything is, is bottled up in 1, 2, and 3. In verse 1, 2, and 3. That gives you the view and the window of the lost corn sheep and the lost son. The attitude that the Pharisees have is seen in the elder brother. Y'all don't know the elder brother? That's the lost son's older brother. Luke 15. The father who gave him his estate, gave him rather his monies. The older brother at home. When the father comes, and I'm giving you a little the father comes, welcomes the son, throws a party, remember that? And then the older brother 
hung his lip about it. He wanted his father to shun his younger brother. The Pharisee, the attitude you see is the attitude that's in the older brother. Y'all ain't shouting yet. Everything is in verse 1, 2, and 3. The, uh, the father welcoming the brother who had spent all was feeding pigs. Custom, we don't feed pigs. We don't hunger for what they are eating. It was a disgrace to feed pigs as a Jew. But this fella had taken a job where he was working for a farmer and the farmer hired him to feed his swines. Jews did not mess with swines in this case. But he welcomed his son back. Where you, where's your robe? Some of us would have been saying, where's your robe at? Where your ring at? Where your set? Where your shoes? Look at you, boy. You. But the father did not pay. The father wasn't concerned about a robe or, 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 or sandals or a ring. He was concerned that his son. Y'all stay with me. Y'all stay with me. You're going to see. You're going to see in this, in this thing, it rolls right into what people call Easter Sunday. I'm telling you, just stay with me. You, you're going to see this thing as clear as night and day. When he welcomes his son into his house, the attitude of Jesus, he welcomes, verse 2, verse 2, verse 3, I'm sorry, yeah, no, no, right here, right here. This man... Y'all sleeping right here. This, this, this man receiveth sinners and eateth with Jesus was welcoming tax collectors, sinners, and he ate with them. The father welcome his son back, get him a robe, put a ring on his hand, give him shoes. He lost his identity in the world. Young folk, listen, you will lose your identity out there. I want you to understand something. He welcomed him back, and then, Brother David, he said, Kill. <laughs> he say kill. He receive it. He welcome his son. Jesus welcomes sinners. Jesus eats with sinners. The father told the servants, I need you to kill the fatted. Kill the fatted calf so that I can eat with him. 
Jesus is a picture of the Father in Luke 15. No matter what his son did, no matter what your daughter is doing, you should always have a welcoming spirit. I wish I had a church up in here. About your folk. It's not about what they did. There's a time and a place for you to deal with that. But when they come back alive and safe, you ought to thank God that they're present. You're focusing on the wrong thing at the wrong time. When your children come back, or she might come back with more folk with her, but she back. He might come back <laughs> with some dents and some wounds and some injuries in his life and in his mind, but he back. See, sometimes we focus on the wrong stuff at the wrong time. It ain't time to start chewing nobody out. It's time to love them and hug them and welcome them back into your house. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Y'all ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Y'all ain't seen nothing yet. You wait for that corn. You, you wait for that corn. You, you wait for that, that sheep that went astray. Wait till you see that sheep that, go, that goes astray. Wait till you, and don't get all high-minded. Don't get all caught up in yourself. I want you to understand all of us are like sheep. We all go astray. And if it would not been for Jesus, uh, we would not be where we are on today. Watch this. Let me show you something. Go back to the first slide. Watch this here with our theme. You see God's goodness? Y'all see God's grace? You see God's gospel? See what the Pharisees and scribes were doing, they were in opposition of the goodness of God. Jesus was receiving sinners. Didn't he come <laughs> to seek that which was lost? I mean, that's not why he came. To seek those who are. Is it Jesus, the, the great physician? If you're well, you don't need a doctor. If you're sick, you need one. He's the doctor that can heal all. The Pharisees and scribes, y'all, they only wore the outside clothing of what religion was all about. The law. They weren't even concerned about the law changing them. They were only concerned about, okay, on the Sabbath day, you make sure you do not do this. On the Sabbath day, don't you do that. And they were watching people. Let me tell you something. As leaders of the church, you don't watch people to catch people in sin. You watch people that you may save them and that may be safe. You don't watch to look what people are doing wrong. I don't ride around Baton Rouge looking at you, looking for you, looking at what you're doing. I'm not looking at your house at 12 o'clock, at 3 o'clock, seeing who come in and who go out. No! God. That's his job. The eyes of the Lord is everywhere. Our job as leaders is to keep you safe. And to keep you saved. Y'all, 
They were working against the goodness of God. All Jesus was trying to do is some good. They were working against God. Number two, they were working against grace. Are y'all seeing that? Grace. You are saved by what? Grace. Ephesians chapter 2. You are saved by grace. You cannot work for grace. It is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. Grace. Jesus was only extending his grace to the publicans and the sinners, y'all. Who needs grace? They were working against that. He eats, he received the sinners, he eats with them too. Watch three. Y'all, they even was against the gospel. Somebody say, well, how, 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 how they were against the gospel? They was against the gospel, the power to save. They worked against all three of them. You clearly see them working against the gospel in the early part of the book of Acts. The scribes and the fair, same group of people, didn't want to see the goodness of God done, but they claimed to be God's goodness. They should have been the ones extending grace. They should have been the ones speaking about, let this man speak. You know, it's a funny thing about people is that we want God to give us all the grace there is to give. But boy, we sure don't want to extend no grace to nobody else. We, we are good at, at, at receiving God's grace. But we do not want to extend grace to anybody. Do unto others as you have them do unto yourself. What goes around comes back around. Bible says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Church, I need grace. You need grace. The world needs grace. Jesus is grace. He is hope. He is our joy. He is our peace. He is our forgiveness. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. He is our Master. He is our King. He is our Guide. He's our Ambassador. He's our Leader. Jesus is our everything. You and I today, tomorrow, last night, were in need of, of Jesus. Yo, the 99, he left the 99. The 99, the 99, who? Here's my thing. I was looking at this thing, and I asked myself as I read something, and because I saw it, I asked myself, I said, okay, yeah, who are the 99? Ever cross your mind? He says he left the 99. And he went after one. Let, let, let me help some of y'all. Ain't none of us the 99. I know you were saying I'm, I'm, 90, I'm 92. <laughs> I know you were, I'm 75. Uh-uh. None of us 
none of us, all of us are the one sheep. Isaiah 53. All of us is that one sheep. All of us. Watch this here. It says, he left the 99 to rescue who? Me. Are you seeing this? Did that, that make sense to you this morning? Next Sunday, it would make a little bit more better sense. But I had to start here and show you that it's really about verse 1, 2, and 3. Jesus was combating against the attitudes of Pharisees and scribes. We, you and I, should never take the attitude of Pharisees and scribes. We are not so good. Well, we don't need the extended grace of God. We are not so good. And it don't make no difference when we take them cracking that juice in a little while. Y'all, the only thing that caused us to be different from the world is what Jesus did on that cross and we accepted it. That, that's it, y'all. We accepted it. And when we accepted it, we had access to the throne, to the blood, to his forgiveness, to his kindness and grace and his love. That's because we said yes. And I don't know where you are today. If you never have never been baptized into Christ, you need to do so today. This is your day. You need to say I'm coming to Jesus. Because I stopped by today to tell you, Jesus is rescuing me and all of us are me's. <laughs> I don't even know if that's grammatically right, Sister Brock, me's. I don't know. But y'all understand, he left to rescue us. He died for me. He died for you. What a savior we have to say, I'm going to take, I'm going to take their place. I'm going to take all of their lashes. I'm going to take all of their whips. I'm going to take the nails in, in my hands. Y'all can say what you want. I know he was God in, in the flesh. But man, them nails still hurt. <laughs> them nails still hurt. How can would nobody say he was he was God in the flesh? Yeah, but he was he was he was incarnated. He he was flesh. He felt what it was to have nails driven in his hand. He felt that. He felt all every ounce of that pain. It was hard to breathe. <laughs> position you had hard to breathe but he says father forgive them that's his goodness his grace his gospel extended to the world y'all I'm the sheep that go astray you the sheep that go astray and I like Jesus he, he leaves the 90 and 9 that got to be the righteous folk that got to be I got to be some, that's a special group right there. But I like what he does. He leaves that unique group because he feels that the moment is more unique to go rescue than to stay with those that are safe. Y'all got to be special. Who do you think you are, Mr. Big Stuff? You come by hearing his word, believing the same, repenting of your sins, confessing Christ, and being, being put in baptism. Say, today I'm a, I want to be baptized. I want to 
wash away my sins. I want to have a brand new life. You can do that today. We baptize you today. You become a part of the Lord's church. You'll be part of the group that belongs to Jesus. And you know what? We'll be preparing ourselves for the judgment. You know that's what you're doing? You're preparing yourself for judgment. That's what you're doing. We're preparing to die. We're not preparing to live. I know there's a lot of people preparing to live. We get all caught up in investments and all that other stuff. Y'all, you're going to die, man. Somebody going to take your little monies and squander that stuff. Drink it up, smoke it up, buy it up, club it up. They're going to tear your money up <laughs> in no time. And you can't do a thing about it. Mm. Today, come on home. You got sin in your life, you, you're online and you say, I need prayers. You need to put that in that comment section right now. Put your name, put your, put your, put, 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 I need prayer, I need forgiveness. Because he left the 99 to come get you. If you're here today, you got sin, you need someone to fix that. Your husband, your wife, your mom, your father, your grandmother, your grandfather, your teenage son, teenage daughter, whatever it is. You need to say, today I'm going to fix that. Today I'm going to get the strength I need. I need more strength. I need I need, I need this. This is not the time to lose your mind. Many things is happening in the world. Countries bombing other countries. Coaches swinging at coaches in line. Folk walking up stages slapping folk. Mamas killing daughters. Daughters killing mama. Daddy killing the wife. The wife killing the husband. Children dying by the hands of the parents. Parents dying by the hands of the children. This is not the time for Christians to lose it. And I'm telling you, you better watch it. We'll be reading about you. You'll be reading about me. But I made up in my mind that I'm going to keep my hands in the hands of the man who walked the dusty groves of Galilee. I made up in my mind that I'm going to stay with the man who told Lazarus, Lazarus, come forward. I made up in my mind that I'm going to stay with the man who touched the eyes of blind Bartimaeus, a man who could not see, but now he can see. I made up my mind to stay with the shepherd. Don't lose it, y'all. Don't lose it. All of us are one moment for making a mistake that'll cost you for the entirety of your life. As together we stand, together we sing the invitation song. Have you been Why don't you to come? Jesus for the cleansing Why don't power? You come?